morning. Happy Resurrection Day. Woo! Yeah. He is risen. Amen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Well, it has already been a great morning. The presence of the Lord is here, and um, and we're glad you're here. And yeah. we just praise God for you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us online. And um, I had to step out for a second, but did you mention the discipleship class? In the Okay. Um, next Sunday, uh, and that's good because I think I was supposed to say it. Uh, we started this Sunday in discipleship. You know, the Lord says this. He says, uh, therefore, because of everything that I've done, go and make disciples. And, and He tells us, to be disciples. In other words, discipline our lives towards Christ. Okay, And so we have a commission not only to make disciples, but to be disciples. And if we're going to be disciples, that means that we have to take our lives and say, you know what, I need to apply a little bit of discipline here, and I need to start growing up in Him. I need to start becoming more and more like Christ. And so on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have what's called Class Coffee and Conversate. And it's just there to help us grow, do whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, grow in the Lord, fellowship with one another, maybe drink a little bit of coffee. And uh, then this class now that we've started is to learn discipleship and learn it to the point where we can help others, we can fulfill what Christ has asked us to do. And I don't know where you're at right now, you may not even know the the Lord yet, you might not even really have knowledge of Him, but no matter where you're at, God said that you can be empowered to not only be a disciple yourself, but to make disciples. So wherever you're at, let me just tell you, if you'll just hear me, you can be a disciple maker. You can make disciples because you can be a believer. And if you're a believer, you can be empowered to fulfill everything that God's asked you to do. So I don't care what the world's told you, that you came from this side of the tracks or this side of the tracks, or life has beat you up or not, you can be who God called you to be. Let me tell you, you can be who God called you to be. Amen? Amen. Um, next week, actually, uh, so that's next week at Sunday uh, at 10 a.m., Next week, we're starting a new series and uh, called Cloudy with a Chance of Loaves and Fishes. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it'll be good. And uh, I hope that you can join us. That'll start next Sunday. It's going to be a very important series. And we are going to have a gift for everybody that's here next week. Uh, so we want to give that uh, to all the attendees. So uh, we don't always do that, but just felt like we should the last couple of times, and so we'll have a gift for everybody that's here, and so that'll start next week. As we step into the service uh, right now, I just I have a video for you, so let's watch this video as we prepare. And as we go into today, here's what I want you to start thinking about, and that is, what kind of God does these things? I want you to ask this question. What kind of God is this? What kind of God does these things? There's lots of gods out there that man has made up. But most of them, they come with some baggage. What kind of God does these things? So as we watch this video, start thinking about that.
like a shepherd. What could I want? I follow after you. You lead me out front. You are a good shepherd. You know me by name. Lead me by still waters. Love will never change. You are a good shepherd. You are all I need. You bring perfect peace. Close beside me, you are a good shepherd. You say it's time to feast, even though I am surrounded by the darkest enemy. You are a good shepherd. Call me your own. My cup will overflow. Goodness and love. kind of God does something like that? That's a, the message this morning is what kind of God? Genesis one twenty seven says this, it says, God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, He created them. The verse before says, He created man in His likeness. And I want you to just think about that. What kind 
of God makes a creation in His own image. Most every other worldly God, they're jealous in a bad sort of way. And they're, they're, you're, not, you're not like me. They'll hold you back. What kind of God from the very beginning would say, I'm going to make you in my image? What kind of God does that? In Genesis, the next verse, 128 says, God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And then Psalms 115.16 said, The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth He has given to the sons of men. What kind of God, what kind of God gives a whole planet to mankind? What kind of God would do that? In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you and your name and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And listen to this part. In you... All the families of the earth will be blessed. Now see, what kind of God would partner with us to bring about His will on the earth? Most, most of the gods that the earth has made up would be the kind that would say, it comes through me, it's me only. What kind of God would say, hey, I want to take you and I want the blessing of God to come through you to the earth? What kind of God would want to partner with mankind when he was getting ready because Sodom and Gomorrah had turned so awful and, it, and just the sin had to be wiped out. There was bigger problems coming if it remained. More of the earth would be just ruined. And he says, what kind of God comes to man and says, "What I'm going to do this, talk to me. Let's partner. And he lets man say, Lord, don't do this. If there's this many, save them. What kind of God decides in His heart to partner with mankind and let man, like Adam in the garden, and He says, hey, I could name all of them, but Adam, I want you to name them. What kind of God partners with mankind? In Genesis 15, the whole chapter talks about... now. You know, you may or may not know about covenant, but in this period of time, covenant basically means this. When you had a blood covenant, we, we don't look at it like, like most of the world does, but a blood covenant is one of the strongest things ever, and it is meant to only be separated by death. It is meant to only be separated by blood being shed. It is an everlasting Covenant, And in Genesis 15, we see that God Himself comes down and starts into a covenant with mankind. A blood covenant. An everlasting covenant between God and man. What kind of God would enter a covenant with a lesser race? 
What kind of God? Because in covenant, here's the thing that happens in covenant. It makes you equal with the person that you're in covenant with. What kind of God would say, I want to be a part of you, and I want you to be a part of me? In Romans chapter 5, verse 6, 8, and 10, it says that we were still helpless at the right time Christ died for us. Verse 8, but God demonstrates His own love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In verse 10, for, while, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. What kind of God, when humanity and mankind completely rebelled against Him, and God Himself, whose every word is true, says that they were sinners, they couldn't help themselves, and they were actually enemies of mine. What kind of God looks at rebellion straight towards Him and says, I'm going to send my son for you? What kind of God? says, you're worth it to me even when you're my enemy. That I'm going to love you no matter what. What kind of God does this? We've got gods all over the earth that people worship that aren't, that aren't real. A lot of them backed by demonic forces. And, and most of them will say, give me your babies. Sacrifice your babies so you can have more, more of this. Or, or they'll say, cut yourself. Or, or they'll say, I want you to give me everything. And yet we have a God. What kind of God says, I see all the mess that you're doing against me. And I'm going to give myself for you. I'm going to give myself for you. John 3.16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17, equally important, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. This is not just good news to the Christian. This is good news to the world. His heart is that the world, what kind of God, what kind of God sends His only Son as a sacrifice for the world? And just think about that for a minute. What kind of God sends his only son as a sacrifice. What kind of God does this? In Matthew 27, 46 says, About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What kind of God turns his back on his own son so that he can turn his face to you and to me? What kind of God? His love for us is unimaginable. As we, I show you this picture, I want you to see it. The passion 
there was people that when they watched the movie, they walked out and they threw up and it was so gross and violent. The truth is, you can still tell this is a man. In Isaiah it says that you couldn't even tell he was a man at the end of it. So this, although it really does look bad and it is a representation and a symbol, it's still not as bad as what he took on himself. And this is my question here. What kind of God dies that kind of death on the cross for us? What kind of God? What kind of God? Romans 8.11 You know, this is not where He stayed. He didn't end on that cross. The cross was a necessary evil and a necessary grace given. But it was so that we could get to the resurrection that we celebrate today. And in Romans 8.11 it says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you. If the Spirit of God dwells in you as a Christian, as a believer, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. What kind of God would come back to life so that you also might live and have life in abundance? In Ephesians 1, 18-21 it says, listen to this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In other words, I pray that you wake up, I pray that you really begin to see, and let me, let me inject this, what kind of God I am. I pray that you really begin to see who I really am and what I really think about you. I pray that you begin to see that you will know What is the hope of His calling? What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? What kind of God gives to a people that rebelled on Him and, and He had to give His Son to die for them? What kind of God gives an inheritance to those people? Who says, I got a will made out and you're in it. Verse 19, and what is the surpassing greatness? Not just greatness, but surpassing greatness of the power toward us who believe. His power. These are in accordance with the working of His strength and might, which He brought about in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and He seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one that is to come. And chapter 2, just a few verses later, verse 4, But God, being rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with Him. And seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, He might show His surpassing richness, riches of His grace and kindness toward us 
in Christ Jesus. What kind of God arises and a major point of Him coming back to life is so that He can reach down into death and say, Arise with me. What kind of God does that? What kind of God says, I want you to be raised up with me and seated with me? What kind of God? And then this authority that we messed up and that he bought back. In Ephesians 1.22 he says, And he put all things in subjection under his feet. And he gave him as head over all things to the church which is his body. The church which is his body. The church which is a part of him. The church that is with him. The church which is seated with him. The church which is his body. You which is the fullness of Him who feels all in all. And all the authority and everything subject under His feet, He put it under your feet again. Matthew 28, Jesus came up and spoke to them saying in verse 18, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples. of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. What kind of God arises so that you can live with Him? What kind of God takes the authority that you messed up, I messed up, we messed up, he fixes it and then hands it right back. What kind of God? Believe it or not, we're wrapping up. And I want you to stand. This is your resurrection day gift from me. <laughs> we're finished in 12.05. What kind of God? Let me tell you and let me answer that question. And this is an either or statement. What kind of God does all of these things? What kind of God creates mankind in His image, gives earth to men, partners with man, makes covenant with a lesser race, does not destroy rebellion, sends His Son instead as a sacrifice, turns His back on His Son so that He can turn His face towards you. He dies that kind of death. He arises so that we might arise and live. And then He hands authority right back to you. What kind of God does this? And listen, it's an either-or statement. He's either very stupid or He loves you with a love that's unimaginable. And He's not stupid. That's the kind of God we have and that's the kind of God we serve. And right now, I just want you, I'm going to back all this stuff up. And I want us to fill His altar with the kind of people that would love Him back empowered by the kind of God that loves you like that. 
And I want us, He's the kind of God, that kind of love that He would pour out, the kind of love that looks stupid, the kind of love that looks stupid, that kind of love deserves a response in our lives. That kind of love deserves something out of us that says, I will be who you asked me to be. My question is, you don't have to face that way. That might put pressure on you. Face whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Get in the circle. Get in the group. But just what He's given to you deserves a response. And either, Lord, I don't want anything to do with you, either be hot or cold, or one that says, Lord, I will be on fire for you. What kind of person made in His image will you be this morning and the rest of your life? Will you take on His image and be a God kind of person that moves in a stupid love? Or will you sit back? What kind of God would love on you the way that He loves on you? Let's just pray right now. Lord, I just ask that You would open up our hearts, that You would convict hearts right now, that You would bring about inside of us a change of our heart that's so powerful and so strong, it changes our lives. We won't sit back and we won't sit back and do nothing. But we will make a choice for you. We will embrace the kind of love that you poured out on us. Let's, let's just, if you can pass out that communion right back there. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan's fine. Jeremy, that's good. Two Jeremys, that's good. Let's pass this out to everybody. The Word tells us this, that we should honor. Darius, will you help grab that other tree? Or Jeremy one? And step on over here, Jeremy. <coughs> the Word says this, He says, take communion, the Lord's Supper, in remembrance of Him. I want to put that picture back up there because the picture that we remember of Christ should be the cost and the love that He poured out. When we do this, this is not something to do lightly. It's not something that you just do and you're just eating bread and just drinking drink. It's something where we're remembering Him. And He tells each person, examine yourself. So this morning, I want you to examine yourself. Am I honoring this symbol the way that He honored me on that cross? Is my honor coming up to remembrance and esteem the way He did? What kind of God would love you and give you the ability to enter into an everlasting covenant through the blood of Christ and would love you with an everlasting love. And so now as you examine yourself, I just ask you, just in your own, you can just bow your head and lightly pray and just, Lord, I just ask that they would let go of anything that's holding them back, any, any sin, anything that they need to repent of, but they would honor you. Father, we just ask for your forgiveness right now. We ask for things that we've done wrong. Lord, it, <laughs> Biblical prophecy is, is making itself live and we're concerned about which, which phone we have. 
Lord, the time is coming to a close. And instead of being concerned about eternity, we have been concerned concerned with all these worldly things. And Lord, we just repent of that. We just say, Father, we ask for your forgiveness. We ask that we would return the kind of love towards you that only you could empower inside of us based off of what you gave. This, this morning, Lord, we honor and we esteem Jesus for who he is and what he's done and what he's doing. Lord, we want to honor you with our hearts, with our minds. We want to honor you in everything. Lord, we want to look at the question, what kind of God are you? And know that you love us with a love that goes beyond what we can ask or think. That goes beyond our imagination. And Lord, that deserves an answer. That deserves a response. And today, we choose to respond to you in this way. This life that I represent, it's yours. This life that I have, it's now yours. And I give it to you in love the same way that you gave it to me. And I praise you for it. I just ask you to just pray this prayer with me, whether it's your first time or you've said it many times before. Just say, Father, today I make Jesus the Lord of my life. He's the ruler. He makes the decisions. He's the director of my life. And I believe that He died for me. And that He rose for me. That You brought Him back to life. And You raised Him up with You. And Lord, I also believe that You raised me up with Him. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may remember Him. Father, we thank You. For your sacrifice. We thank you. For your love. We thank you. For your glory. We thank you. For what you've done for us. We thank you for what you're doing. Lord you're the kind of God. That's worth rearranging our priorities for. You're the kind of God that's worth giving up our comfort for. You're the kind of God worth dying for. You're the kind of God worth living for. Lord, let us live for You today and be who You called us to be. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Happy Resurrection Day. He is risen. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us. If anybody is brand new, if you will see Jeff and Tara, will you raise your hands? We have a gift for you. And if anybody needs prayer, if you will see Barrett and Sherman, they'll come right up here. If you have any needs whatsoever, they'll pray for you.